Can I get uh, a, can I get a can I get an, another uh, forty seven points for a Steve Harvey impression? Mm, tempting. Yes, you can. Let's do okay. it. Okay. All right. Here we go. <laughs> Steve Harvey always starts the show. Oh up. man, yeah. We got a good one for you today. Welcome back, everybody, to the Most Awesome Brandana Sports Podcast, Episode 18. Thank you for tuning in with us. As always, you can email us at mabsportspodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on iTunes. Please subscribe. Click five stars. Uh, tell a friend. We know you have. And Mabby Hour is still in full effect. Tell someone that's never heard of the podcast before. Send us a picture of them subscribing. We will buy your drinks. Make us go broke. I am Brandana, and with me as always, my pod partner, the talent, most awesome. How you doing, brother? I'm, I'm doing great. I'm ecstatic. I was telling you off air, the kids are out of town with with Dr. Mrs. The Commish. She is off to see, uh, we're about to welcome a new Mabber, this uh, most awesome uh, nephew into the world here in a few minutes. So they're out there uh, making the world a, a special place for him. So your boy Most Awesome is, is going full tilt this week. Full tilt. And the kids are away. The Most Awesome will play. That's right. That, uh, <laughs> That's uh, right. Awesome, brother. Well, uh, we have a jam-packed episode 18 for you guys today. We're going to do Rip from the Headlines. We're going to be talking a little fandom. Going to intro a new segment, Last Call, Sports Call. Ooh. It's going to be a good time. <laughs> Uh, we have the I MAMA. wonder what it could be. I have no idea. <laughs> You'll see. Oh, okay. you shall see. You're actually, you're going to headline it, brother. Oh, okay. Good. Good. <laughs> I'll, I'll, tell you soon. I'll tell you. Uh, we're doing MAMA parenting tips. Mm -hmm. uh, today is going to be a good day. That's right. Uh, doing the Neo Showdown. We're talking top game shows of all time, and we will finish up with the Gambling Corner. We're going to talk a little World Cup. I know we did our World Cup update uh, last time, and you know. We were talking, and this is a sports podcast, and that is in these dog days of summer, sure. digging and scratching for content, there's a big tournament going on the world stage. So uh, my boy Most Awesome and I, we dug in a little bit. So we got some stuff for you on that, and we finish, as always, with our MVP of the week and our 60-second tale from the frat. Boom. I love it. It's going to be a hot show. It's hot. It is hot show. Listen, I'm... I, you guys can't see me right now. Uh, the kids are away, so I imagine most awesome is not wearing pants. That's right. And I got uh, suns out, guns out, going sleeveless. Boy, Brandana, and fuck it, man. Let's rock this motherfucker. Let's Take us it. to the jam. Extra, extra, read all about it. I'm talking front page story all over the world. It shook up men, women, boys, and girls. The headlines there. If you want to be rich, then you better make sure that you got your shit. Oh, come on. All right, ripped from the headlines. We are talking fandom. Why are we talking about this, brother? Well, uh, Brandana, you came across an article uh, talking about the best NFL fan bases that are out there, and I got it got our minds percolating because first off, the the article was was garbage, right? As you can attest, it piece was not, of shit. Piece of shit, you know. So we started talking about well, what what really just makes a fan a fan? I mean, what are the criteria to make you? Uh, an, an excellent, you know, sports fan out there. Yep, absolutely. And I think we even, uh, this is kind of a funny time and uh, apropos time to bring it up also during the World Cup because most awesome, I don't know about you, man, and I'm not trying to be cliche, but these 
fucking soccer fans come out of the woodwork. Where were you like the last three years? All exactly. of a sudden, like ev- every regular at, you know, my bar, which is not a lot because, you know, I like it dark, cold, and empty. Right. But there I was like all of a sudden everyone knows just like, yeah, Uruguay's got to like maximize that back line to this finishes draw. This just shut the fuck up. Right. And right. It's, a little, it's a little smug also. And I, I had a friend call me out there who were just like, hey, well, we don't make fun of you for being a football fan. Well, number one, I'm a football fan all year. Right. But I'm also, I'm not, I'm not smug about it. If this you're not true. into the NFL, like that's not your bag. I, I'm not going to talk to you about it. Like I'm not going to be like, oh, like like it's almost there's a little bit of like I'm less cultured because I don't watch soccer. Right. Like you don't know who Ronaldo is. Come on. <laughs> you know, okay, bitch. Oh you don't know who God. Blair Walsh is. So not oh, Blair Walsh is. Pass the S car. Go. All right. <laughs> fuck that. Uh, all right. So I'm coming out of the gate with um. This, I think this ties in well. I, I'm I'm talking loyalty. All yeah. Right? I'm talking wearing that, rocking that purple Viking starter jacket. Even if they're losing, even if sure. you're looking at a two, two and eleven Vikes, you're still putting on those Vike Nikes, showing them off. Uh, another thing that ties into loyalty, I know you jump in on this, is I never want to hear you say, and I don't think you do this. I don't want to hear you say like uh, whatever they're gonna lose, so I'm just rooting for my fantasy guy. You know, like your fantasy, you're a fantasy player going up against your maybe like I'm a Vikings fan and Calvin Johnson's playing. Like. You, you got to rank what's important because on any given Sunday, I will have uh, I'll have an NFL bet in sure. NFL bet better three. Sure. I'll have a couple fantasy leagues going on. I'll have my Vikes playing. I'll probably have like a DraftKings lineup set. Also, like all that, but you got to prioritize that shit because all all that shit ain't gonna like hit. Like, sure, you might get close to a golden Sunday, which is pulling off all fantasy wins and your team winning. But you, you got to prioritize, and the priority for me always needs to be Vikes first, your team first, and then like any other like stats scenarios. Yeah, you can't be. I, I'm on that because you can't be quick to abandon your team. And I'll take this even even further down the road, like. If you establish that team as your team early on, you can't just go off and then say, like, oh, I was a Bulls fan growing up because Jordan's here, but now my favorite player is Ben Simmons, so now I'm a 76er. No, no, no. You you lined your team up with the Bulls. You stick with the Bulls. Like, you don't you don't play hodgepodge. Yeah. Now, now I know that our, some of our fans out there will, will, will call me into question because I, I like – Notre Dame football, but I'm a big, I'm the biggest Michigan football fan you've ever had. But that's because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm Irish, and I always grew up kind of having a liking to the Irish, and uh, I, I will always root for the Irish to win. I'm not invested; they're not my team. But if, if it's the Irish and Clemson, I'll root for Irish if I'm watching a game. That's where I have my stakes in it. But I also want the Irish to have a good season, because guess what? When Michigan beats the Notre Dame then it's going to be an even better season, a better accomplishment for Michigan. So I, I, I hear what you're saying. You can have other favorites in that world out there, but when it comes down to it, this is your priority. So to your point in the fantasy realm, I can root for Calvin Johnson, you know, but I, ultimately, if the if the Vikings are playing the Lions, then I want to make sure that Calvin Johnson has three touchdowns, and that those are the only three touchdowns that they give up, but the Vikings smash them 52-21. to 21. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, trying to watch that make everything happen. Yeah, it's funny you bring up Notre Dame. I think it's really difficult to find if you were into football and maybe you didn't have like school allegiance, uh, or even if you're football, maybe your uh, college team was a little shitty, the one right. by you. It's really hard to be a kid our age and I think like not kind of have that stretch where you were a Notre Dame fan. Right. You know, they had they had the gold helmets, you know, you're like nine or ten years old. They were always on TV, always broadcast. Like, sure. it was, was kind of hard to like not have them kind of be a part of it. I, I had my Notre Dame hat when I was younger. Yeah. You know, kind of 
contradicting everything I talk about, but I don't watch college football. So right. I'm safe. Right. Exactly. And, and, but I, but here's the other thing that I was going to even go deeper with your, with your loyalty too on that is, is, you know, stick with your team. You know what I mean? I think now with social media and it, and, and I'm thinking about this because of particularly like J.R. Smith, if you're a Cavs fan, like don't go out there and like shit on your own players. Don't go after your players. Like that's not a real fan just cause now you have more access than ever before. I hate the fans that like, will like tweet at J.R. Smith. I'm like, you lost it for us. No, no, no. He, it yeah. was a, it was one play. You root for him all year long. If he makes a mistake, you got to stick with him. You know what I mean? Yep, exactly. And that, that's what I was, uh, go to my next one. I, I think I like that too. Cause I think we're going to get into remind me. I want to talk a little bit about like respecting the game as much as your fandom. Cause I yes. think it makes you a stronger fan. Not going to jump. Fuck it. Let's just jump into that right let's now. Let's get it. I love like, it. <laughs> let's fucking jump in. Let's fucking do this. We're on fire. Uh, the thing is, is I, I can't stand, you know, the guy, like, every fucking call is just like, oh, he's holding if it's his team. And then the other way, it's just like, oh, no, that's a bullshit call, bullshit. Like, yeah. every single fucking flag is like, your team's going to create penalties. Like, it's going to happen sometimes. Like, you have to, like, I, like look at the, you know, the instant replay in slow motion with an objective eye to, like, yeah. really appreciate the sports and the competition and not just, like, go to the default. Like, it's just like your team is always right and you're always getting hosed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, first off, if you're that guy when you're watching sports with, like, if you're the other guy in that room and you're constantly, like, freaking out over a call, and then at the same time, like, oh, well, that's, you know, that's not holding and arguing when it's like, oh, clearly we got away with one. Like, no one wants to watch sports with you. You know what I mean? Yep. We don't want to yep. be around you. So, so yeah, I had on there honesty about calls. You know, it, it, just call it for the game. The players on the field, they, if, if the refs make – a shitty call they want to be it have it called shitty across the board and that's just how it'll be and as a fan that's how you should want it too like yeah if the interpretation of a charge rule is universal in that game as long as it's not what you know it, but it's called consistently then i'm fine with it that it'll be what it'll be yeah and and do us a favor bar regulars and this is a shout out to uh, tango foxtrot uh you don't need to lean over and tell me that it needs to be inconclusive evidence during a challenge during in the nfl uh, we, we all know that challenge has been around for like nine, <laughs> ten years. I, I, know, I know it needs to be enough evidence to have it overturned. So uh, just keep that to yourself. Don't drop that like that's a fact that like you just fucking read on Wikipedia. Uh, all right, so I'm I'm gonna jump in. I got heartache. Also, mm-hmm. like if you're like 11, 12 years old and you're listening to this podcast, uh, first off, hope you have your parents' permission and thank you. Right. But uh, and you're a Patriots fan. I don't know if I can call you a fan. You need to experience a little heartache. Oh, you need a yeah. little like you need a little 1999 Minnesota Vikings at Atlanta uh, Atlanta Falcons like missing that field goal. You need a little just like can I get over this like gut punch to the stomach? If you sure. you know if Tom Brady's gotten you four championships for one out of every other year you've been alive on the planet, then I can't call you a fan yet. Right? Yeah, I I love I like this uh, because I I'm grew up in Detroit. Look at the shirt that I got rock in Michigan. I, I, I've experienced nothing but heartache. And I think that that's what goes sure. into your loyalty. Like I think you're super, you're a super fan. I'm a super fan, man. And it's just one of those things where I, yeah, I can't stand like bandwagon fans who kind of like move and shift their team. Like every five years, you got to yeah. stick with it. And you, you can't just enjoy the highest of highs to know the lowest of lows. Now, if you're, if you've been a Pats fan going back to 1985 when they got shelled now by we're the talking. Bears, okay, now we're talking. you've been through the weeds. You've been through it, yep. and, and I, I'm with you on that one. Um, 
Yeah, some so, early yeah. early nineties, uh, the Super Tecmo Bowl team. You'd never touch Patriots, like right. the fucking like one in fifteen Patriots. Absolutely, yeah. you're yeah, you're a fan. You're hard. Here's the other thing that I like is, um, I don't like it when you defend bad behavior by your players, and and I'm gonna call this the the Draymond Green theory right here. So all you Golden mm. State Warriors fans out there, yeah. I I uh, I hate the fact that we like we pry or we like we, we we look at these guys as like hyper competitive and it's really just like detracting from the game so if you got a guy yeah. like that out that, that's out there on the team that is constantly barking at calls and argument at calls and basically bending the will of the refs around you like yeah. you shouldn't be you shouldn't be okay with that you shouldn't like right. that yeah and uh, for those of you just tuning into the NBA, we'll update you. Uh, Draymond Green's a piece of shit. Right, like just to like, right. in case you're wondering uh, if you're not a big sports fan and you haven't caught him yet, uh, that's the skinny on him. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Like, uh, yeah, the excuse, <laughs> and you can almost see it in their eyes, where it's just like, you know, like T.O. or like in his prime, like these big playmakers that just like, just like locker room cancers. And I know Draymond Green's not that, but just like, you know, just pulling bullshit shenanigans on the field and hiding under the guise of just like, oh, they just super competitive, super competitive. Well, if you're super competitive, like you also know what the rules are and you know right. like what's best for your team and it's acting inside those rules. It's not getting teed up. It's not getting thrown out of the game. Right. Yeah. As a, as a lion, going back to Lions, having Indomitian Sue for who is like an absolute beast terror on the line, I could sit there and when he stomped a, a, a Packers offensive lineman, I could say that's bullshit. And I could sit yeah. there and go, like, I, that's not – I don't like it. He's an idiot. He's still yeah. an unbelievable defensive talent. But, right. you know, I, I can separate those two things. They don't have to – I don't have to excuse that behavior. Great example. Yeah, you had to go through it the worst. That guy is one dirty motherfucking player. <laughs> right. Uh, my last one is you're going to – you're definitely probably going to disagree with this, but we can't talk about fandom and have our loyal listeners out there listening that know me without bringing up the fact that – I was born in Kansas, yep. and I am a Minnesota Vikings fan. But I'm okay with it. Okay, so like I think a little bit, and it's okay, but I do think a little bit of the idea of you need to be a fan of the team where you were born is a little antiquated. Like right. It's whatever kind of team you grew up watching for whatever reason. Now, I'm a Vikings fan because my family was originally uh, from Houston. I moved to Kansas, so I grew up, and it's kind of that first experience, right? Like, it's your uncle, like, taking you and watching football, explaining, like, who the Oilers are, like, who, who Buddy Ryan is, why sure. you like football. And you kind of remember that. So I was an Oilers fan, and then when Warren Moon left, well, when the Oilers fucking lost to the Bills in that fucking playoff game, I could, ooh, still getting flashbacks. Ooh, okay, there ooh. you go. That's, that's the heartache. That's the heartache, ooh, people. Ooh, there's the heartache right there. But uh, Warren, Warren Moon left, and then I was just like, I was a big fan of Warren Moon, and then he went to the Vikings, and I loved watching Warren Moon, and that's that's how that happened. So I'm I'm okay with, you know, I, I'm okay with the hometown, absolutely, but I also think, you know, if with free agency and everything, like if you're in love with how a franchise is ran, like that's kind of what you're rooting for also, right? Like, like I would take, be pride in how Bill Belichick has, you know, ran the Patriots. And it's right. kind of luck, like you fell in that orbit, but also, you know, if there was a 12-year-old fan that whatever is growing up and they're just like, man, I like the way this team's ran. I like Tom Brady. Like that would make sense to me, even if you're living in fucking like, you know, Portland, Oregon or something. Shout sure. Weeds. Sure. There you go. Yeah. I, no, see, here's the thing. I'm, I'm okay with that. Now, historically speaking, there, the, or the chances are pretty good that your, that your, your hometown teens just happen to be 
who you end up rooting for. You know what I mean? Yeah. And because you're watching him, you you see it's the local broadcast. You grew up watching him. Your parents are watching him. Like right. it's on during like every Sunday. Yeah. Right. But if you're if you're like a, a if you have family that you you align with and they, you know, maybe they're Eagles fans, but they moved to Pittsburgh, and they always root for the Eagles. Then then you're an Eagles fan, and I don't really you know care it's what my family rooted for but like we said earlier i gotta see a stick with it if you then live your life and then you're 35 years old and you're in pittsburgh and you grew up an eagles fan you're like nah now i kind of like well now you know i like the steelers no 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 you you gotta stick with this you gotta stick with the 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 date that brought you to the game you know what i mean you can't (laughs) just pick up and leave no exactly like four years ago like i was just like man i'm a packers fan yeah go pack right fucking like Bullshit quarterback. Uh, great, brother. Well, we're up against it. Boom. That's a little update about how to handle your fandom. You've been learned, people. Exactly. So uh, if you don't follow that expressively, you get the fuck out. <laughs> it's just laid, laid down pretty simple. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, new segment this week. All right. I know you guys are wondering. Uh, I know you've been antsy since we announced it about 15 minutes ago. Right, this, is, right. this is last call sports call. Here's how this works. All right. So during the week. Uh, we have a live take from the field after a night of adult sodas with, you know, barely enough motor skills to hit the record button. What we're talking about is we're going to bring this to you from time to time is one night when we're out having a few drinks, we're going to record a little uh, a little hot sports take after right. a few of the drinks and just kind of listening to it later with you guys. I don't think it's uh, lucky enough MA uh, sent me something earlier this week. So let me just break it down right here. So it is going to kick us. Before you break it down, can I just set the scene? I don't think scene? so. I don't think. Okay. I just want to set sure, the scene. Yeah, I just want to explain the, 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 the context because I was was out out at uh, you know some some work events out of town, mm-hmm. and we finished up and we hit the we hit the bars pretty good. And your boy most awesome and Brandana were were supposed to have a little uh, convo about the pod. However, most awesome was out there just running and gunning like a <laughs> sure. freewheeling, and uh, you know had had a. Had a a few too many adult co- cocktails and Brandana said, we'll record something on a, on a hot sports take and then send it to me to which I did. And I, I don't remember what I said until we have go ahead. Well, we'll, I'll let you take care from, take it there from there. All right. The first, the inaugural last call sports call. So this week we have MA Tuesday night, one eleven AM Eastern two Pinot Noirs, two beers, vodka sodas can't be confirmed but the number was high. And this is M.A.'s take on MLB player Archie Bradley admitting that he's pooped his pants before a game. M.A.B. Sports Podcast, what is happening? It's your boy, Most Awesome. I just want to serve as a public service announcement for an epidemic that is going out there. Look out, bros. It's poop season. Yeah. I know. (laughs) Archie Bradley is out there pooing his pants. And it's an epidemic going out there. But I just want the MAB Sports Podcast people out there, the supporters that are out there. Look, if you shit your pants, no shame in your game, bros. It is what it is. Don't hide it. Look, here's the thing. I'm going to let you in on a little trade secret. We've been there. We've been there. I'm just letting you know. Mr. Brandana Sports Podcast has wanted me to 
call in post-mortem with a little drinking, a little having fun. What I don't subscribe to is pooping your pants. If you do, so be it. It's a natural occurrence. But just rectify the situation. You know what I mean by rectify. Good night, y'all. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Beautiful stuff. Okay, well, first of all, Amy, I'd like to uh, thank you for the season, season greetings. Yeah, uh, at the end of that, thank you. Um, use the word epidemic like three times. So you're taking it very seriously. This pooping the pants, pants thing that's yeah. spread in the nation. It, yeah, it's exactly. Well, I, I, it's not quite an epidemic if it isn't <laughs> like multiple people. But I, I, sure. I, I guess in my mind at that time, I was thinking that Archie. Uh, Bradley was like patient or or patient zero, if you will, just like you know the <laughs> sure. the, the initial. I, I won't. But what are your yeah, thoughts? Yeah, no, uh, it was uh, all and more than I could have hoped for. It's uh, you broke it down. You took a hot take, and I think you try to rectify pun possibly at the end there. Yeah, I'll play ball with that. I'll take it. I'll yeah, yeah. It. Look, that's high comedy right there. At uh, you know whatever time in the morning I was laying in my hotel room. That, I, I like you. Actually, you came you came into uh, Archie Bradley's defense. Like you let him know that it's a thing we we all do it. We've and, been uh, there. Come on now, it's, Brandana. It's, it's, look, I wouldn't be I, I wouldn't be I truthful so. on this pod if we haven't <laughs> been out there. And said, you, look. you you established at episode seventeen. If you're not anything, you're honest. You're exactly. completely honest. Exactly like, right. No matter how many vodka sodas. Uh, well, most awesome. Again, more than I could hope for. Uh, thank you for that segment. And we'll bring you more in the future, guys. That is Last Call Sports Call. All right, buddy. Uh, let's do a little MAMA parenting tip. Bring oh. this man to his jam. Our brother, uh, this week we're talking... Today is going to be a good day. That's right. Just that just feels good saying. It's already kind of changing my mood. Not that my mood isn't through the roof whenever I get a pod with you, brother. What are we talking about here, though? Hop into specifics. We're talking about the very simple and very aptly uh, described. It's just about starting the day off in a good good spirits and and the importance of starting your kids' days off with a little with a little cheer and a little excitement. Um, so the way I do it is when I usually probably grab my girls out of the, their rooms in the morning but i like to with my youngest one commission 2.0 i sing a little good morning song tour just starting that day and i think it's really important to to have some positive energy to start that morning because you probably heard the expression you, you uh, the day is what you make it right so if you're in a good mood chances what chances are that you're probably going to have a good day that day and if you start off in a bad mood chances are what you're probably going to have a bad day that day. So yeah. I think it's really important early on for my girls and for your kids to, to understand how important it is that you have sole control over your attitude. And that if you go in there thinking it's going to be a bad day, you're going to have bad outcomes. You know? Do you think that, yeah, do you think uh, like glass half full, glass half empty people is something that's like molded and taught early or you like kind of it's how you're hardwired? I think it is molded. I don't think it's hardwired because I think you can 
with enough self-conditioning and self-teaching, you can get out of that, right? You can, it's harder as you get older and as it kind of, you know, dries into you and it's, it, it is who you are. Yeah. But early on, as it's, as, it, as they're younger, they're, they're like, you know, Play-Doh, they're soft, they're moldable. You can kind of shape that to it. And you, you can, I, that's why, that's why they have therapy, right? I mean, for adults, yeah. you, you, you have the ability to change, so obviously you can look and reflect it. I just think it's a lot harder. So starting it early on makes it that much easier to kind of have them understand. And, and hopefully they can look back and go, you know what, you know, mom and dad weren't always happy, but, or I'm sure they weren't always happy, but they are always happy around us and they were always excited for us. And I saw it every day, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Yeah, and we're not talking like clinical depression or anything like that. We're just talking like kind of just overall worldview. And there are some people that just kind of, like you just kind of get the vibe it's just like why are you just fucking making life so difficult for everybody around you like what like where do you get off on that like why is it like i don't like what's not going wrong in your life like it's just weird i I mean i know you've been a funk brother i've been a funk before Uh, i think we're both glass half full people sure you know i i I love being but it's like sometimes when you get in that funk and you just kind of bring it down people around you and like you just catch up with yourself and you're just like whoa whoa, whoa, knock this off like you said about like you just kind of get back to your your default setting, which luckily is like glass half full. And you'd be like, why am I bringing down everyone around me when I see how easy it is just to like, it's, it's amazing what that energy adds. Just like in the morning, just being like, dude, this is, it's a gorgeous day. Or it could even be fucking snowing outside or it could be miserable, but it's just like, it's another day on earth. Let's go fucking tackle the day. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, we live in, you know, we, we live in a great country. We have lots of opportunities around us and there is just limitless, you know, positive things that are around us that we can go out there and do. So instead of focusing in on the the small little negative things around me that might seem huge in the moment, having some context and some big picture perspective is like, all right, let's, this is, this isn't this big, this big of a deal to tomorrow will be a new day and I'll inch by inch, I'll make it a little bit better. You know what I mean? Yeah, so how do the how do the daughters react? Like are there some days where they're just like, Dad, I don't want to hear the fucking song. Get out of my fucking, <laughs> I don't think they're dropping that many F bombs, but they're yeah. just like, Get out of my room, most awesome. Uh or like it's like do you you can especially probably that young, can you see it making a change? Like do you kind of see like sometimes they might kind of, you know, get up on the wrong side of the bed, but like your song or whatever, you can kind of see a shift and they're just like, Oh, this is gonna be a good day. Yeah, and I think the the song is just a just a, a tool into which to to kind of start it. You can do it throughout the morning, right? Um yeah. It, it does, yeah. I think in some cases it will, you know, or just sometimes it, t- it takes a beat, you know what I mean? And I've seen it plenty of times where my oldest daughter is not uh, super stoked, and then uh, I give her a, a half minute or a couple minutes away just by herself and then come back to it. And then I'm bright, smiley face again and saying, hey, good morning. How's it going? What, you know, can I get you some breakfast? Like, what's going on? And I'm just starting it in, just saying, like, look, we're not going to let today, you know, be a loss because you, you, you woke up on the wrong side of the bed. And I think it's one of those things where, you know, they are kids and, and they are really up and down. They're, they're, they're feeling out all these different emotions and they're feeling out who they are just because they have big waves and ups and downs doesn't mean that that's going to affect my, you know, my mood around them and, and my impact on them. So I'm not going to allow, Oh, they're in a bad mood. So I'm just going to stop on it. If they're in a bad mood, I'm not going to try and force it down their throats, but I'm still going to remain positive. And when they start to come to neutral or center, that's where I'm going to really make sure to, you know, try and infuse some positivity in them. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, I was listening. I thought about you. I was listening to the uh, the Armchair Expert podcast uh, that Dax Shepard does. Uh, Dax, yeah. welcome to be a guest on the podcast. He, uh, sure. he has two daughters, and he was talking about um, sometimes he'll just let his daughter, if they're throwing a tantrum, like, just do they need a load in time? Like, it's not like a timeout or anything, but it's just like, hey, like, maybe you just need to go to the room for a few minutes, figure out your emotions, figure out what you're feeling, kind of decompress by yourself, come back out and let's try this again. Sure. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Like you, don't, like, like, you don't have to, like, just because they're young and impressionable, you don't have to, like, strong arm their emotions across the finish line, right? Like, they, they are processing stuff. And so sometimes, like, even as young as, like, four or whatever could, can use alone time to just kind of, like, decompress. Yeah. I mean, going back to, like, the analogy of, uh, like, Play-Doh or whatever, it's, like, they're so malleable that if you try and squeeze it so hard, it's just going to, like you know spill through your fingers you can't get so tight-fisted with their emotions and who they are as people you got to let it figure out so just if you just kind of give it a little buffer a little surrounding they'll figure out what it is and the good thing about kids is is that their their emotional swings are up and down but it Mm -hmm. also happens pretty quickly you know and we call commission at 2.0 she's like a sour patch kid sometimes she's super sour and then 30 seconds later, she's sweet as can be and wants to snuggle. So you just kind of got to wait it out, wait for that, you know, good emotion or the positivity to, to come out. And then I'll reinforce that because I don't want to constantly, you know, strong arm her when she's negative because then we talked about attention buckets earlier. That's just going to fill the attention bucket with bad attention. And that's what I know I'm, I'm driving. I'm driving attention from you. So I'm just going to keep on doing that. So if I just leave it alone, let you figure your shit out, come back to at least neutral or positive, then we can we can you can have the desired attention, and I can start to cultivate that emotion for you. You know, excellent, brother. Yeah, makes perfect sense. Beautiful. Uh, that just inspired a uh, competition right now. Uh, the first mabber to send in an email about getting a new subscriber, most awesome will call you himself and sing you a song in the morning to make sure you're starting the day off right. Ooh, I love it. I, I will call you. I will call you. Yep. We're, we're not fucking around here. He will do this. Mm-hmm. He will call you and sing you a song. I want to compete myself, so I'm going to run out there and see if I can get a Maver to subscribe. Uh, okay, and just a reminder, you can email us at mabsportspodcast at gmail.com. This is a real contest, so get out of Mavers. Uh, all right, you ready to... Fucking showdown at high noon, motherfucker. Oh, hit him with the jams. I'm so pumped. So let's leave it alone. Cause we can't see eye to eye. There ain't no good guy. There ain't no bad guy. There's only you and me and we just disagree. All right. Neapolitan Showdown started out as ranking some fucking ice cream flavors, and here we are, episode 18, talking about game shows. So we did have, we had back-to-back two-peats, so I had a (laughs) two-peat, I had a two-peat. No, I thought you said you were two-peat. I thought thought you said you were okay, you were two-peating spider. I had my two-peat, and then uh, Joe fucked up his scoring, gave the win to Most Awesome, Most Awesome won last week, so he is going for the first ever Three Pete with game shows. No way he's gonna get it. I keep score. <laughs> right, uh, right, right. Don't, be, go ahead. Make them at what? least think that at least think that there's a competition <laughs> no, out there. That's really gonna no, f- no fucking chance. Uh, okay. Also, my my list is is I mean this is on. Ooh, okay, that might be a little weird. 
Uh, I think we should do this last. Like, I like your DuckTales thing. I do want to introduce... Uh, I think you can steal 50 points. So when we go into the last one, if you want to take a stab at what you think the other person is going to say and you nail it, 50 points to win. Okay, I like it. I like this right, little take... wrinkle here. Yep, just Here's make the... it up as we go. It's exactly. <laughs> I, I love it. So I just I already just circled fifty points on my page just mm-hmm. to, and I, I want the mappers out there to realize how hard I have to work. Most awesome has to work when you hold all the card, all the scoring cards, and it is mm, just scored okay. at random. So just make sure. Guys, I, I it... want... I'm I'm sorry, most awesome speaking down to you. Like you guys don't understand how the scoring works. Uh, oh. I know you guys are behind me. You you know this is. Guys, it's it's me. Most awesome is not even here. It's your boy Brandana. Uh, you know, I play it tight. I play it fair. I'm just saying my list is out of boy. Take the ball out, sir. Let's see what you got. Look out, y'all! It's bullshit season. <laughs> uh, all right. So so I won last week, as you said. And yeah, 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 yeah. yep, yep. Okay. So I just want to make sure that uh, here's a little quick criteria breakdown as to what I thought. Um, First, I didn't do any dating games. Okay, I yeah, didn't, I didn't put I that mean. into the lexicon or the or or into a game show thing. I think actually you could do your own dating game version of this. So I didn't do any dating games, and and sure. my biggest factor is how at you at home how how much can you play along with it? How much participation is there? So that scored yeah. highly for me. I'm going to come out there. With the granddaddy. Wait, 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 wait. I'm going to give a little parameters myself. Okay, uh, okay. I like, I like where you came from. Like, I do, I did weigh in on, I think you made a great point. So at least we're eye to eye. So Dolph out there can be pleased that we're kind of playing within like the same center circle. Is sure. Playing along has to be like a prerequisite. But there are some games that look like you can participate that you really can't. You feel like you can, but it kind of never works out, and we'll get into that if I okay. think you're going where I think you're going. Okay. Go ahead, brother. All right. I, okay. All right. Now i got to run through the Rolodex of game shows <laughs> to figure out what your number one is. Okay. Um, so I'm going to go with the granddaddy of them all. A little show called Jeopardy. That's my number Jeopardy. three all yep. time. Great. Al- Alex Trebek out there. Um, you could play at home. Here's the thing is, is if, if you play at home and you're the guy that's like, no, you got to say, you know, who is or what is – Come on, no. take take it fucking easy, bro. These <laughs> questions are these questions are challenging enough. So just blurting yeah, out the slow. answer is just fine. Slow you know what I mean? Uh, and yeah, I also so... like to say, sorry, real quick. Alex Trebek Ooh. has also said as a game show host that he has never been stumped by any one of those questions. That he knows them before the card comes up, which I I think is bullshit. Okay, so we just established that Alex Trebek is a fucking liar. Yeah, right. Like exactly. that's a, he, he claims he knew the answer to every fucking Jeopardy question asked. Pretty much, yeah. He's rarely oh ever stopped. Yeah, I think yeah, it's, it's bullshit. It's, it's, it's not. Uh, I just I'm I'm trying to process this right now. I thought Alex was one of our stand-up guys. Alec, I guess. Okay, Alec, here's yes. my thing with um, Jeopardy. Okay, so when you play with other people uh, at home, two questions: Do you subtract points if they get it wrong? Oh, at home? No, it's just it's no. just on. Uh, who, who can answer the quickest? Yeah, whoever felt like they answered the most questions in that in that thirty minute span. So, do you? Uh, we have uh, our Ostrom listeners. Uh, I've watched them play Jeopardy together, and it gets pretty heated. Uh, their big kind of point of contention is: Do you like Alec finish reading the questions, or if you can breeze through like what you see on the screen, like you can answer before he's even done talking? Mm. Now it depends on the setting. If it's just myself and Kamish, uh, Doctor Mrs. The Kamish, it's it's crank out the crank out the answer right then. 
as soon as as soon as I as soon as I skim through it and read it, and I and before Alex is done, Alec is done reading the question. I'm I'm gunning for it. But if I'm in a group setting and we're kind of drinking and playing, I think yeah, I think I would subscribe to the because we don't have buzzers. I'd subscribe to when the the last you know syllable leaves Alex's uh, uh, mouth there. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna give you this. Uh, I'm gonna take most awesome for 200, and here's where I get 200 points is. This game, so it is pretty solid. It seems on paper like it should be the most fun. <laughs> uh, I, I just think like there's something flawed. It happens a little too fast for players at home to actually keep track of how they're scoring. And that's why I'm going to roll into mine, which is a trivia game itself. I'm going cash cap. I'm cash doing cap. a little uh, like here, here's why I like cash cap. Like um, so you don't fly through as many questions where that might have it for right. your Jeopardy. But what you do have is. The pace is a little different, so it actually allows you to kind of play at home. Like you can sit, you can like wager whatever it is, like a drink, a shot, but you can also, you have time to kind of lock in your answer, talk to your friend if they're locked in, see where you guys are both at, keep track of your score. So like it's a legit like play along game. Sure. Cash Cab is the poor man's version of Jeopardy. In fact, it's only regional to New York. And happens in in a in a, a van cab of all vans. I mean, first off, who's if you see that cash cab rolling up, you're you're kind of you kind of know it. It's you're heading in the cash cab. Sure, yeah. Out. If you, if you see two grips hanging off the side of the cash cab, right. which is like with the hood mount for the camera, it's just like right. I'll, I'll probably take that cab. I don't know the last time you've been in a cab in New York, brother, but just the free cab fare alone's worth it. Oh, uh, I agree with you on that. That's the bonus. Because I will take this. Like, Je- Jeopardy, you're training for, and then you get on the show, and then, like, you're all nerves. Like, this is just, like, fuck. You know, it's going to be $45 to get to fucking Chelsea. So I got to pay for it, and it's, like, boom. Like, free free cap and right. trivia. Right. At least, and, and here's the thing. Here's the, here's the plus of Jeopardy over cash cap. Whereas is cash cap, I just have to stand on the corner to be eligible for this game show <laughs> sure, with, yeah. with Jeopardy. Don't, don't I, make it sound, don't make it sound so prostitution-ish, but yes. Yeah, right, exactly. You're working the yeah. track. You're, you know, you got to play, <laughs> you know, you're trying to just find that John. And then, yeah. um, with Jeopardy, you actually have to study for, it. you have to audition and get on it and, they, and then they find you or, or you just have to bribe a security officer, a security guard to let you on the show. So that's well, a little uh, white man can't jump callback for you, Brandana. I liked it. I loved it, brother. I was with yeah. you. I was with you. Okay. Got to do a hook shot, left-handed. Uh, yeah. Could you compete on Jeopardy if you put on it right now? Here's the thing. Growing up, I thought that you, like little, literally certified geniuses were on Jeopardy. And as I've gotten older, I don't know if they're making the questions dumber, and that's why I'm able to answer more of them, or I'm just yeah. better at figuring out the questions. Short answer, no. I could not compete on Jeopardy. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I could buy it, be either. So we're talking like top game shows. Uh, I like the level of competition. I think that's in the spirit of what we're talking about. Uh, I'm going to give myself 250. That puts me up by 50 points. Mm, even though it was the lesser of the two shows. Okay, all right. See, uh, but we also established that we both compete. Uh, it's surprising, which I like. Uh, I think, and then also you don't have to study forever. And there's a chance we actually could be on it. So okay. 50 bonus points. So you got there. You go. I, I, and I'm going to be honest. I don't need your comments after I score it. Oh, okay. Like it's just kind of oh, that's the okay. score, and then okay. we move on. <laughs> all right. My number two. Number two, and, and I could have put this, like I said, as my number one. It's sure. a real strong. Play. Yeah, I, I don't need you. I don't need you to pitch it anymore. Just what the fuck? I got gotcha. you. All right, you look at you're so impatient, Brandon. I'm gonna go with just, Family Feud, an I excellent game it. show. Survey yes. says you're fucking predictable. Yes, all right, oh, Family oh, Feud. Only because only because of Prebro am I predictable. I don't. <laughs> that's that's true. Yeah, well, because of like uh, I think also our running list. Uh, they don't need to know about it. 
Yeah. But uh, uh, yeah, our showdown list. Uh, okay, well, pitch me. All right, pitch me. Pitch you said me? It. Okay. Let's hear it. So first off, if you look online, it's got some of the great TV moments in there of just game show how it's 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 pure just whatever is that gray matter coming off the top of your head just randomly hitting stuff and you get some 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 great funny uh quips uh coming out of that show the the game is 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 easy by any anyone can play right you're just trying to guess the top answer guess the best answer see who could be in there and steve harvey does an excellent job steve harvey is the best family feud host of all time oh wow okay Yes, plus you could also get out there with your hot take. Come at me, bros. I got a list. I could go through and tell you the top three, too. (laughs) But but you get your whole family in there, okay? And it's good fun, fun. good, clean, wholesome family fun. So you can't play at home, which I'll give you. That's fun. Um, Yeah. Oh, I got to dive in. Okay, so um, where does Al Borland rank on your family feud hosts? Right, Richard Karn. uh, he's, He's outside of it. Um, he is, and also the Seinfeld guy, uh, John, what is it, John Mulaney or whatever his name is, the guy, Jay Peterman. Not John Mulaney. John Mulaney. Not John Mulaney. Mul- John, John oh, his name is, his, the real life actor of Jay Peterman in, in Seinfeld. He was the host. Oh, got it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Going on yeah, your yeah. Al Borland tip, but I couldn't, I couldn't remember what, sure. uh, so they're, they're, they are four and five somewhere. Louis Anderson is probably fourth. Uh, I would say Richard Karn, uh, Al Borland, uh, uh, fourth, and then Jay Peterman is is uh, or sixth, I should say. Okay. Uh, but your your top three: Steve Harvey, Steve Harvey, Ray Combs uh, from the '80s, and then Richard Dawson. That's your that's your one, two, three. Come at me, bros. Okay, all right, come at him for you, family feud enthusiasts. Oh, it's a great um, show, bro. It is okay, such a okay, good show. I, I do. Okay, okay, so I feel like it's um, so Steve Harvey's fun. I got a couple points on this. Like his his reactions are a little hammed up, like for the show. That, but that's not my biggest thing. Like that's fine. Like going down there, like mm-hmm. like he's honestly, selling it. he's selling it. Okay, he's selling, he's selling it. Like the oh, like almost collapsing. Like I can't believe what you just uh, like. I, yeah. I guess I guess it's maybe on brand for what really? that show needs. And, like, the, and, it's, the, it's and the, ben, the Ben guy from uh, Cash Cab isn't trying to sell a whole bunch of shit either. <laughs> Right. No, he's His concentrated on fucking. He's concentrated on fucking left turn lanes in New York oh, and right, reading right, questions right. simultaneously. But he gets he in there. Time he, 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 he gets his little hammy jokes in the Relax. beginning. Oh, you got okay. your, you got All right, point. well, look, look. No, no, no. Also, I'll, I'll go this. Like, I can't believe. Like, are some of these family members not planted? Like, you'll get down to like the third cousin, who's the fourth person down, and they're just like, name your favorite instrument, and they're just like window blinds. Like, it's just like, and everyone like claps like for them. Like, yeah, good just, like, answer. Kind of this good answer. <laughs> good answer. Good answer. Like, it just kind of, and and the system's kind of flawed. Like, because I think, what is the strategy? The strategy should be, if you got the number one. You should immediately pass, so they no, have to get you always, three. You always take it. You always take it. Well, always everyone take it. always takes it, so it it seems yeah. like well, whenever rules not taken advantage of, it seems like it should be like eliminated, like double there. Like they're going to take the physical challenge, so don't ask. Like that's what happens on the second round. Like you take the physical challenge. Sure. And the same sure. with like Family Feud. It's just not you're going to play or pass, like because they all play. But like if you get three strikes and then they just have to get one, then immediately it just seems like the advantage would be to get the number one, especially on a smaller answer set. So they ha- now have to get that board cleared before they go through their three strikes, which would give you all the points. You follow me? I hear what you're saying. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't agree, but I, I hear what you're saying. I, I wasn't, that last part wasn't an opinion thing. Like I'm, I'm talking, <laughs> I'm talking about like strategy of the game. Sure. Oh. 
survey says two points. All right, 202 to 250. I'm mm. coming in. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm going to give you one point for your Steve Harvey point. Can I get another 47 points for a Steve Harvey impression? Mm, tempting. Yes, you can. Let's do okay. it. Okay. All right. Here we go. <laughs> Steve Harvey always starts the show. Oh, off. man. Yeah. We got a good one for you today. That's how he starts off every show. Okay. There you go. Moving on. All right, man. Yeah, you earned it. It was good. It was good. Ah, I just wish you were rocking a big furry mustache right now. Okay. That brings well, I, it up. I didn't have enough time to shave my head. Sorry, guys. <laughs> brings it to 249 to 250. Uh, I am going with. I'm not going with this. I'm not going with deal or no deal. I'm not doing that. Because if you can't, of of all the games you could play less with and have any excitement about, that would be a terrible game to play. Like like it's 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 It's, you should actually knock yourself down a few points for even throwing that into the conversation. I I do like let me have my constellation bracket episode, which would be this one. I did because I wrote down some game shows, and it's just like deal or no deal is inherently flawed. Like you're just going to. If you're not going to take that initial offer, and I think the initial banker offer is usually about like they take whatever the average left would be and then offer you like 40% of that or something like it. Sure. If you're, if, if you're not going to walk walk away with it, like, and you're just going to keep like, like pressing your here's, here's, here's my question to you, most awesome. Yeah, you should just open the fucking case and get it over with. Just be like, I'm taking what's in the case. I don't care. I'm just taking what's in the case. Just give me what's right. in the case. Open it up. There it is. So let me ask you, most awesome. I'm putting you on the hot seat of deal or no deal. Okay. Uh, I'm Howie. I'm standing right there next to you. There okay. is a million-dollar case up there. Oh, there's two cases left. One's a million dollars. Okay. There's three cases. I thought you said you were okay about it. Okay. Uh, yeah, right, okay. right. Like, like, right. Like, <laughs> take two. Three cases. Okay, so uh, there's three cases. A uh, million dollars. Uh, one. Okay, there's two kids. Whatever. There's a million dollars and one dollar, and the banker's offer is $400,000, and you have a case. What do you do? Ooh, for a 50-50 shot, right? Because my assumption is is that, yeah, because there would just be at that, at that play just two cases. The case is two there. Case. Your the case, case yeah, yeah. Yeah, and the, right. the ones that are left are a million and a dollar, and I've either got a million or a dollar. Do Correct. I take the 400K? Ooh. And, and taxes at 400K coming out. Yeah, I probably would pull that trigger, just doing a 400K? quick. Yeah, just pulling that, pulling that quick trigger on there just with my... Yeah, this is yeah you have, and this is the same thing with like, it gives me anxiety like this like who wants to be a millionaire if you try to answer that million dollar question and you get it wrong you go back down to like forty thousand dollars it's just like they open up the million dollar case like any situation where you accidentally lost like six hundred thousand dollars make you fucking suicidal for like the next thirty years of your life like I just I don't right. want that like if you picked wrong like so you did make the, you made the correct choice like you guarantee yourself four hundred thousand dollars but if right. you open up that million dollar case you're gonna be like. Oh, like it's gonna make you sick to your stomach, and like that four hundred thousand dollars isn't gonna feel like anything for like the rest of your life. Right, especially with deal or no deal, because you just randomly select it out of whatever it's twenty two box or twenty six boxes yeah. or cases or whatever it is. At least yeah. with like the who wants to be a millionaire, at least like I I've I've made it that far by my by my knowledge base, skill yeah. in knowledge base. Right, so I would have a little bit more confidence going after that versus just randomly selecting the one out of 25 exactly, chance yeah. you you can't if, especially in that scenario you got to take that money you can't press your luck unless because i i sat there and i just ran through and i was like well what's the debt that i have that i could pay off that would yeah. that i what, and if it covered if that number covered it 
with that 400k, which it more than would even with taxes coming out of it, then yeah. I'm yeah, of course I'm pulling that trigger right out of the gate. Great. Beautiful. Uh, next next week's guest star is a uh, most awesome accountant to figure That's out right. how much we need to sell this podcast for to get things Boom. cooking. Monetization, uh, my friend. We still begin. That's the number two. Let's do it. I'm fucking doing it. I'm doing okay. So I'm going with I'm going with guts. Guts. Do, do do you have it? So this does go a little bit against the play along tip, but it does yeah. go into the nostalgia tip. Sure. Like there was kind of like. You know, it, it was something to train for. I, I remember as a kid, like, watching a Nickelodeon training for Guts. Uh, do you remember the – did you watch Guts a lot? It might, I, it might I remember, yeah. Too. I remember Double Dare much, much more than I do Guts. Yeah. But, yeah. So, Guts, you could win a piece of, like, the uh, – so, basically, three kids would compete. Uh, one would get knocked out through, like uh, – it's basically – and I almost went with American Gladiators, and I did like American Gladiators, like the Assault, but I went with Guts yes. just because, like, I remember watching Guts a little bit more, and it was, like, uh, one kid would eliminated, then you have to run up the aggro crag, and there was uh, Mike O'Malley, I think is his name. He was also – Oh, uh, yes. I thought that was Legend of the – That's not Legend of the Hidden Tipple. No. Okay, right, yeah, but Mike O'Malley was that. Mike O'Malley was, like, this – had this unique stand-up career. Yeah, had, it like, was, like – really kind of Go ahead. I was going to say, he had really kind of like dark and mature like humor, and then he's just hosting yeah. this little kid's show, totally out of yeah. character. Yeah, it's like Bob Saget Jr., right? Like, yes. Bob Saget's like terrible, like blue fucking comedy, and then he's on like the most wholesome like show from like our childhood, like sitcom. Uh, most wholesome two shows, right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so it was just like, uh... and you remember, I, I think I had a little crush on the referee too, it was Mo. Let's go to the leaderboard, Mo! And then it'd like shoot over to Mo, and she would right. have the little like microphone and the ref sh- shirt on, and talking about. Uh, yeah, I think that did. I think in our like childhood also just showed a lot for like you know what women can do. They can they can referee kids shows. Was Mo the first female referee in modern professional sports? Was she the first? Uh, one? she was. She was. She was. We got a hats yeah. off to Mo. Let's give Mo a little air horn. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you compete for a piece of the glowing rock, the aggro crag. I was obsessed. I wanted to be on Guts. I wanted to get to Universal Studios, and it definitely, uh, yeah, a single okay. for me. What do you got for your number two? That was oh, my you get you two. get you I, get I, your I, number I two. I thought you said you had a number two spot. I thought you said you okay. So uh, okay. Guts didn't. I, I do have to be honest and fair. Uh, you're not feeling Guts, bro, over American Gladiators. You tell me which was better. Guts oh, or you Gladiators. should. If you really wanted to win this podcast, over, you would have gone with American Gladiators in that tip for 100. percent Not for the game, for for 100 percent because you had like, you had. Uh, I would watch that. Just you could. I would probably still watch that today. Just those guys going against yeah. the Gladiators. My favorite one was Assault Rifle, where you had to like run from different spot to different spot. Dude, that was my the, that was my fucking favorite. Yes, bro, and pod, he had, bro. He had the, he had the tur- he had the turret, a little little love, uh, but he had the he had the turret and just firing. Yeah. I wanted to do well, that no, more than anything. Each, each level was different, so you would start out. You had the the Nerf handgun, basically. Yes. And then you went to the next bunker, and it had the grenades when you got like super close. And yeah. then you, like you had the turret that would like shoot five, and then like you had kind of like one rocket launcher. Right, right, yeah. No, I'm talking about the the gladiator just sitting from with a oh, turret yeah, just yeah, unloading yeah, yeah, exactly. on you. Like yeah. I was like, yeah. I wanted to, to do balls. that so yeah. bad. Yes, but that's what I'm saying. You could have, you really could have taken a commanding lead. You really yeah. could have taken a commanding lead. So that's that's well, fine. I did I did bring it up and I dropped the ball. You got 47, um, guys. I think we earned it. I think the audience would agree that we are in a dead heat at 253 250 a piece i love it 253 253 yeah oh so you got points for your impression there you go thank you okay 
So do you want to you want to take a stab at my number one? Throw that through that 50, 50 point hail mary Ooh, out there. Okay, so if if I'm wrong, I'm doc twenty five. If I'm right, oof. Um, I'm not gonna do it. I'm gonna I'm gonna let you speak on it. Okay. Oh, you need to get doc twenty five. Okay. Yeah. I'm yeah, it's a gamble. You it gamble. is a gamble. It's a gamble. Calculated risk, and I'm gonna come out here. So I'm gonna I'm also gonna I'm gonna hurt you too because this this might take away yours as well. And I'm gonna go number one all time. There is no question. Price is right. It's the number one game show of all time. You want to talk about playing along. You want to talk about being there in the moment and screaming out at the TV. You have you have everything that you had with with uh, you know guts and the physical. Well, there wasn't that much physical stuff in there. I'm just thinking yeah, about yeah, the different yeah, parlor games and all the different things. Yeah, there's not that much physical stuff in the Price Is Right. Right, 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 right. Well, right, right. There's well, you have to play golf on one yeah, of those games. You have to games. spin a wheel. Yeah, all right. yeah, you have to spin a wheel. Okay, but here's the thing: Bob Barker, probably the greatest game show host of all time. Bob Barker. He's right up there. Then you had yeah. the Barker Beauties. So on the nostalgia tip and the current sure. tip, most awesome was was moved more than sure. once right. to the uh, by the Barker Beauties. You had strategery, yeah. right? You had the one dollar bids, and then you had all yeah. the different gameplays that were out there. Uh, real quick, what's the what's your most favorite Prices Right game that that was out there? Okay, so here I think you're playing a trick on me, like you did last week, where you get me like really excited about. Like, I want to come clear, like the Prices Right sucks. Like, let me, oh, 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 let me oh, no. come out with that. Like, sucks it's for this game, just so you want like, to win, or sucks was, in life? Because no, that, it was a little bit of just like you're, like you're watching commercials before the commercials come. Like you're just like it's just like one big commercial, like spinning the wheel. It did introduce us to the phrase. I'll let you finish. It did introduce us to the phrase of just like and the strategy of closest without going over. Closest without going like over a, the dollar like bid. Yes. Yeah. Right. These which are things. I, which, that, which I think the dollar bid is a little weak sauce. Any hoosies. Uh, my favorite game, out of the gate, um, they were all kind of just like, are you going to say Plinko? I mean, no. That's, that's no. Probably, okay. Uh, I think I think it was maybe the, the dice game, maybe? You rolled dice, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, you, you, you rolled pick dice. A number. Yeah, exactly. Dice is, dice is good. I'm Brandana. Yeah, I'm gambling corner. What's up? <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> Hole in one was good. We actually had a golf with that because Bob yeah, Barker yeah. stepped up like a beast and just took it from the far back line and... Drill those holding ones all day. Um, other good one I really liked was Cliffhangers, which is the one where you had to guess the prices, like high uh, or low. Of the two. You, and the little you. yeah. guy goes up there, and you're just yeah. watching, like, oh shit, it's a, he's off yeah. in a dollar. So those right. are those are the two best ones. Um, plus, the, here's here's the other thing too. One when you got to the final showdown. If you were the first person up, kind of like in our setup, and you saw that dinette set coming out, you pass that shit. You pass that shit because the car or the boat or the snowmobile is coming yeah. down the corner. Yeah, it just seemed – I remember like trying to add up all that shit in my head. Like it just seemed so fucking arbitrary. It's just like I don't like – there's a dinette set, like a set of golf clubs, like two-round right. trip tickets to fucking Juneau, Alaska. Like I don't know how much all this shit costs. Right. Right, exactly. Okay. Um, uh, predictable. I probably, I probably, I almost had that on my list to talk shit on, and I should have guessed that again. You went fucking chalk. Uh, I, I went supermarket sweep. Oh, damn it! Okay, I didn't even. You didn't even give me the opportunity to guess it. But oh, I, I, I didn't. Have it. You didn't. Oh, okay, you're I right. It. That's fucked I up. That's it, fucked I up. Yeah. It close to the vest. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. When you step was like when you step in the line, and you hear that beep. Beep, beep. Think about the next time you could be on supermarket sweep. Like, okay, so there was like, I loved 
Uh, there's something funny about like grown men in khakis and their wife tell them to go run and find something and them just like even as like a kid like 11 like it was just hilarious watching something like grown men running like right. if like if i'm about to miss the subway or something like and i'm dressed up for a meeting like I, like i don't run i'll just get the next one because it's just like you look fucking ridiculous you can't be like a like they would have their shirts tucked into their khakis like little black belts brown shoes like right Turn around the aisle. They're, they're pleated khakis too. This is <laughs> pleated, the, this is... pleated, looking for the fucking like box box of Ritz crackers that has like the bonus on the back of it, which was always oh. like, it, it it was fun. Like it was kind of based in like trivia questions too, and then like it was pure just fucking pandemonium and yeah. chaos for like that last like ten minutes, like people shouting. No, there had to be like a certain level of rules where do you remember this? And it's the same thing with a super toy run, like. You couldn't just do like the arm bar and just like <laughs> just run down the, down the aisle. fucking aisle and just fill up that cart. Like, right. like you couldn't take just like go to the meat section and just like don't stop throwing ham hocks in that fucking like cart until whatever the host is like drags you away. Right, oh, and right, the, right. I, I think the other trick also was do you remember the bonus? You could pick one bonus and you peel it off at the end when right. like, they're ringing up all the groceries. Is uh. It seemed like the bigger and the more flashy the bonus thing was, the less the bonus ticket was worth. Right, like if you right. went for like the inflatable like Pillsbury Doughboy and it's just like gigantic, you put that there and it's worth like 150 but you got like the little fucking like wheel of Gouda and you right. peel that up for the bonus, you peel it off, it's like 500 Right. Yeah, I, I do remember watching many a supermarket sweep. Many. I, many a supermarket sweep. It was, a, it was a good show. I do remember the host being kind of – non-existent <laughs> like i just can't yeah. like i can't yeah. picture them i can't think of them yeah and um yeah i yeah. do think that there was there there was something comical about just everyone just freaking out running after and chasing down groceries galore i do remember thinking at it that i was like you got to hit the meats and cheeses section first and hard yeah. and then you got to go you know and then you got to come back and you got to hit some other you got to hit high ticket items don't just go like if you hit the you know go get the cashews and the pistachios those are high ticket items yep. you don't want to sit there and go for like peanuts those are low ticket items come on people yeah. what were we thinking yeah so weird like watching them, like it was never same thing with the super toy run it was never uh it, it's just like it, there was something missing it was just like i don't they didn't up the urgency enough it's just like right. playing the game show like i don't throw elbows do what you got to do Here's the thing, too, is though I will say this: the Price Is Right would have been a perfect training ground for all those commercials before commercials coming out there, mm-hmm. telling you all about the prices. You go into mm-hmm. super, supermarket sweep, you're like supercharged. You're like PEDs of game shows right there. Because now I know what all the prices are of all uh, of all the hamburger helper, and and that's three ninety nine a pound, and all this other shit. That's what your uh, that's what <laughs> that that's what. Uh, are, did you freeze on me or what? No, just, I'm, not you know, on you. Okay. I'm loving thought, this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. so, so the price is right was there for it. Um, but the price is right. Obviously a better and more well-known Great. show. Nope. 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 Now you're trying to, you heard it from most awesome's lips first. The price is right. It is triple a, we go train for the major league supermarket sweep <laughs> 300 to 290 in favor of brand. Dana. the two paint is over. No three feet oh. yet. Ooh, I, it was, you know, I'm, I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you a little bonus next week because I did kind of elbow my way into kind of pulling American Gladiators in, so it was, it was close. We sure. went to the replay. Uh, it was, it was not out of bounds. You know, you, know you have to have inconclusive evidence on that replay. <laughs> Just want you to know. 
Thank you, stranger. I've never met for every rule I've ever known for my life. Sure. Uh, perfect, brother. Um, oh, real quick, let's hit. Do you want to hit this consolation bracket? Oh yeah, what do you got? So I did have Double Dare on there, and I think we both had an cool. affinity for Double Dare, which they're actually bringing back, right? Double Bear. and Mark yeah. Summers is coming back. Mark okay. Summers is back. Um, the ageless I, Mark Summers. Age. I haven't seen a picture of him. I'm kind of. I was a little nervous to find out what he would look like, but he's a he's a, he was a wee little guy, so the, yeah. they don't know they don't age. No. Here's here's one that I should have probably put on here thinking about it. Do you remember this show, Press Your Luck? With uh, the, with the with whammies? No, no whammies? No whammies? No whammies? No whammies? Yeah. No whammies? No whammies? Okay, so I, yeah, I was thinking about that. Like it's a little it's a little before our time, right? Well, well, like, no, I mean, I but I remember 80s? watching it a lot when I was yeah, it's mid okay. mid eighties. Peter okay. Peter Tamarkin was the host. Yeah. Always, and there was a there was a great little game show scandal with. I Usher. remember I read this. This was in a book or something. Speak on it, yeah. Yeah, this guy. I don't remember the guy's name, but there was basically like an algorithm to. So for those that don't remember, uh, press your luck. You would play uh, and answer questions, and you get spins and opportunities to spin. And then once you got your chance to spin, this like flashing LED would go to different sections with different prizes, and you'd hit the you'd hit your buzzer to stop it. Well, this guy memorized the algorithm of that and just would just just cleaned up, just yeah. would go and never hit the whammy. The whammy would be like on uh, Wheel of Fortune going you know, bankrupt or anything like that. So he yeah. just would never win. It just kept winning. It was like this incredible run and turned out that he had memorized, kind of like counting your counting into a shoot, you know? And, and, yeah, and it was like a little counting cards. How did that, like I remember, maybe like I heard it on a podcast, like it, it's fascinating. So he basically, uh, like yeah, like most awesome was saying, it was just kind of like, a, it was a square grid, uh, probably like, I don't know, like, eight by eight by eight by eight and just like lights would flash on as the yep. pictures change in the background you would hit a plunger and then like the light would stop and the light would stop someplace randomly like supposedly randomly and the picture come right. up randomly what did did he get paid how did that end I, I feel like it ended like they found out like he scammed it and he didn't get paid which i thought was like fucking bullshit right i i can't uh, that unfortunately i don't remember the final because i feel i feel like that. like he got so like high with so many points and i don't know why you would ever admit to it but they i think they noticed something was i don't know uh members we'll come back to you with an update of that yeah and you we'll should, you should search one. you should search for press your luck uh like scam memorization it's it's a fascinating fucking story all right, right what's up what else you got uh i had remote control from from mtv do you remember remote control Ooh, had I remember a, the title. I don't remember how. Yeah, it was had introduced us to Colin Quinn, a young Adam Sandler, <laughs> and Ken Ober, and I believe oh, wow. the girl was like Carrie Wurr, and it was like a totally like MTV kind of you know uh, anti game show. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Just like MTV. <laughs> yeah, fuck you, like Avril Lavigne. Blah, blah, go fuck yourself. Like way before. Yeah, yeah. I get what you're saying. What, what were the sure. rules of the game? Uh, they were, they were, it was just all, uh, TV trivia. It was all, oh, okay. all stuff about TV. So it was right up, uh, Young Most Awesome's alley. Cause back then I was, not only was I good at sports, but I also watched a lot of TV. So not a lot of book reading. That's why <laughs> I wasn't good for journey. Not a lot of books. Uh, I, well, that makes last week when you said an easy read all the more crucial. <laughs> right. Uh, do you remember, I, I pictured you watching a little, uh, and we're up against it. We've got to keep it really tight, but that's all right. We're just bleeding into uh, soccer. Trust me, we don't have that much fucking to talk about the World Cup. You guys are fine. 
I, I picture you watching a little um, Win Ben Stein's Money. Was that up your alley? That seems like a good thing. No? Yeah, I did it. I, I mean, I, I did it. You had a, obviously Ben Stein, a young Jimmy Kimmel, uh, mm-hmm. pre-Oscar Jimmy Kimmel out there. Com- uh, yeah, Comedy's all right. It was Comedy okay. Central, right? Like, I feel yeah, like it was when Comedy, Comedy Central. Central coming out, like I was watching it. You know the show that didn't work in Comedy Central? I'm just thinking about this, like the Make Me Laugh show. Where, like a comedian would just get in your face and like try to tell a joke and like make you laugh. Oh, no. Yeah. I don't premise, remember that. That sounds terrible. Premise sounds terrible on paper, and it was terrible on screen. Um, Beautiful. Good, buddy. Well, uh, pleasure to end your two-peat. That was a close one. You're really bringing it. I, I, I got to get less cutesy, I think, on these. Fuck it, though. I got a victory. I got a little fucking look. Yeah, Go you don't have to. You, well, your, your thing is, is I, here's the thing. On, on my, my chalk is reason for chalk because these are the best shows that are out there. Yeah, you're almost perfect, except for Price is Right. Almost perfect. Almost Give me perfect. my jam. Bring me my jam, bro. All right. Let's get him into the gambling corner jam. Let's get him with the jam. Take a little break from our NFL futures. This is Brandana Gambling Corner. Uh, we hear you guys fervoring. We know what you're watching. Like we said, it is hot as fuck. It is late <laughs> June. There is not a lot of sports going on. But I don't know what we're going to do next year, brother. But luckily, we do have the World Cup. So let's talk a little World Cup. Uh, okay. I'm going to come out of the gate. Uh, so we had an email from uh, listener Bing a few weeks ago. Uh, I think. Listener Callie has chimed in on kind of breaking down some of the sports uh, gambling rules, like uh, just doing a little acumen to update you guys on how it works. And I learned something myself as Brandana that I dug into. So normally in NFL betting and MLB betting, I know I cover this in my rundown, uh, you have a spread. You can do money line or spread. Money line is basically mm-hmm. what team is going to win. Uh, you bet more of a premium, and then if that team wins, or if it's an underdog, but they just have to, you're just betting on the outcome of the game. And there's also point spreads, and the point spreads are whatever, like the Patriots are going to beat the Buffalo Bills by 13 and a half points, or by 14. So, that being said, there is half points. The half point works to, it prevents Vegas from having a push. So it sounds like, so if you're betting the Vikings over the Lions, and the spread is 7, you would take the Vikings minus seven. If the Vikings won by seven, it would be a push. If it's seven and a half, you're, like, you're kind of betting for eight, but what you're actually betting on is that the Vikings are going to win by more than a touchdown. So that half point kind of like, it doesn't feel like a lot, but that seven to seven and a half is a big jump, bumps into like kind of a different echelon of what you're gambling on. I say that to say this. Soccer has something or football, or footy, however you want to call it. Everyone knows what I'm talking about. Please save your emails on what to call it. It's soccer. They have a quarter point. And the quarter point is, basically, here's what happens. If you bet, uh, let's say that, you know, Uruguay is playing uh, Portugal. Portugal, yep. So what you're doing is, on that, there is a... Portugal is... Uh, there's a way to bet it, which is goals, and it's plus a quarter goal. So what a quarter means, it, if it was plus a half goal, what you're betting is basically, you know, if Portugal wins by one, you cover because, you know, you're, uh, it's not plus, sorry, minus a half goal. Portugal wins by one, you cover that half goal, you win the bet. If it's uh, if it's tie, which there can't be a tie in the round, but forget that, then it's 
it loses. Does that makes sense, most awesome. You still follow yeah. me? Okay. Yeah, I'm with you. So that's that's the half goal. So um, we're talking about so now it's Portugal minus a quarter goal. And so what a quarter goal means is what it basically does is you bet a hundred dollars and it splits that bet up into two bets. So it's going to put fifty dollars on zero that it's a draw, and it's going to put fifty dollars on that half point spread, which you would win if Portugal wins by a full goal. And oh. if it's a draw, then you break even because basically that draw bet cancels out your winning by a half a goal. Does that make sense, brother? Right. Yeah, it's a little. So it's basically like uh, that's a long winded way. I want to give you guys the big breakdown, but I'll just sum it up. Like it's uh, it's a new it's a, it's another option, not a new option, but it's an option just in soccer. It doesn't happen in the NFL. It doesn't happen in the MLB. Uh, it doesn't happen in the NBA. Like it's in soccer that basically uh, lets you kind of split your bet to where you're you can hedge your bet on a push to make yourself break even if you don't do it. So it's just kind of a safer way in a sport that doesn't have a lot of scoring to uh, still gamble wisely. Right, or still has opportunities where it could come out as a draw. Hockey might be another sport potentially where you could have that quarter point or something like that, correct? Because they do have ties in, in that come up more often than say, you know. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, and I, I don't, I, I've seen quarter goals or quarter goals offered in You bet in hockey, bro? I, you bet in hockey? <laughs> Oh, when times get tough, you got to turn to something. <laughs> uh, okay, so but yeah, no, that's interesting. I, that's a, that's a good way to be, if you're if you're really into footy, then yeah. you can bet that quarter goal. Yeah, looking forward to circling back on this four years from now. All right, buddy, right. Uh, who you got in your final four? All right, so I've got in my final four. So let me update you guys. So, so right now, um, for those of you who don't watch soccer, like maybe watch a little bit, we're down to the round of 16. Uh, at the time we're recording yep. this, uh, we already had France and Argentina play. It didn't affect my Final Four. Uh, Argentina was knocked out. France advances. And then right now, the mm-hmm. Uruguay-Portugal uh, game is going on. And we don't know the score. Right. Yet. not looking. You're not looking? Okay. Because I, uh, I, was, I was watching it before the pod. Oh, nice. What was the score? What's I almost up? bet on... Uh, I almost put just to put my money where my mouth is i almost bet like 200 dollars on uh just for the first half to be a draw we'll look later well the, yeah well you good thing you didn't play that money because uruguay scored a goal in like the first eight minutes oh shit nice yeah I so i my my final four and i said this before i did have portugal the reason why i did that is is i like to bet on stars yeah the biggest star left is ronaldo Cristiano yeah. Ronaldo, and he's, he's from Portugal. Although looks like they're losing right now. Yeah, he's uh, he's second in the line to get that that golden boot. Which you guys, you know, it's going to sound like the first time we're talking about soccer, mainly because it's the first time we're talking about soccer. Right. So we're going to uh, update you on every little lingo thing we learned. Uh, yeah, so the golden boot goes to whoever scores the most goals in the tournament. And right yep. now, Ronaldo's at uh, before that game started. Ronaldo was at four. And then our boy from uh, England, Harry Kane from England, uh, is in yep. the driver's seat with five goals. Uh, and then okay. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go in that left. So the left side of the bracket was pretty tough, as this, anyone this told me. Yep. Uh, so that was gonna go with Belgium. And then to round out, I was Ooh. gonna go chalk and go Spain, mm-hmm. and England. Mm. With your boy Harry Kane. Okay, that's so my I final do, four. I got England. Uh, so I'll, I'll start from. So you had up here. You won't star. You want Portugal. I have 
Uh, I have France coming out of that bracket right there. France, okay. Then move down. I have the favorites, the most experienced in winning championships. Uh, I hear like Brazil. it's the easiest path they ever fucking had. Yeah, I'm going Brazil. Okay. Uh, and then go to the right side. This is I, I, there's something about me that wanted to cheer for Russia, like the the home, the home kind of home dogs. Like I want to go for that. Sure. But it's just it's just a little too difficult for me to. I'm going Croatia. I hear they're wily. Uh, I kind of like what I'm hearing. So I'm with them. Okay. And then, uh, I had England as well. What are we betting on this, bro? We gotta we gotta weigh something on our final four here. How many Matt. T-shirts? Are, where are we at in the T-shirt game right here? Man, I think I owe you. Like, I got to dress your whole family, a you, few distant cousins, and then put you on the family right, feud. I, I, okay. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, you really <laughs> got to get a family feud of Matt Sporter's <laughs> worth of T-shirts. Um, yeah, let's let's put let's put five five Mab dollars on it. All right, we'll put five Mab dollars. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll figure just, something out. Yeah. Guys, you know what? Actually, uh, we'll take your bet Ooh. right now. Email us the next week at mabsportspodcast at gmail.com. Let us know. Uh, the loser has to do something. Let let us know what we're wagering. We'll we'll put it to right. the listeners. Let let us know. It, it can get. And uh, so it's, it's just whoever has the most, final four teams correct, right? Yeah, yeah. I most like yeah. Okay. Most representation from the final four picked. We have it on two. Beautiful. Uh, okay, to run down the odds real fast. Uh, the rumor was from the very beginning that, you know, um, there's only kind of five real teams that could win it. I think one of those teams being Germany, who is knocked out. Uh, this right. is the this is the fourth time in 20 years, which would be five World Cups, that the reigning champion didn't make it into the round of 16. Uh, that was France missed in 2002, Italy missed in 2010, Spain missed in 2014, Germany missed in 2018. Uh, let me give you some. I'll give you guys some odds real fast right now. We got Brazil is plus 350, Spain plus 450, Belgium plus 600. England plus 750, France plus 850, Croatia plus 1,000. And if you want to go super long shot, you got Sweden coming in at plus 7,000. Way down there. Is that, did I not hit a number you want? Well, maybe I should hit this. I think I had, is there, any of us have what come like little long shots in our final four? Did you have, you had Portugal. So Portugal is plus 2,200. Yep. To win it all. Yep. Port, yep. I just to make uh, it to the final four, not to win it all. But uh, yes, correct. I do. I correct. do. If I was to go with a team right now to ride a team, I'm gonna go with Belgium. Ooh, Belgium. I, I'm right. liking the way that they that they look right now. Plus, they have a guy on the Belgium team. His name is Adnan Yanduzag, who <laughs> looks like your boy T Boz. Look him up. Oh yeah, little yeah. Tango Tango Frockstrot. Tango Frockstrot. Yep, he looks. We got a little Belgium doppelganger. Is he rocking the mustache? Oh no, he's not rocking the mustache right now. He had some. He well, had some common. Ne- neither should Tango Foxtrot. Truth be told. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, Dynamite. Uh, give me one fun fact you learned about soccer in your research this mm. week, brother. Uh, aside from the doppelganger. Aside from you know that's a pretty good one. You got another one? No, 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 no. But I got an, I got another one. I. Uh, I love Brazil's going with the Inos for everyone in their last name. You've got Paulinho, Roladinho, all these little Inos. I like that's a little fun little thing. I wish I could do like most awesome Inyo. Yeah, Brandana Inyo. Let's let's right, try it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice, right? Yeah, maybe maybe that's what we gotta do. Like uh well the listeners decide we're betting. Uh, I have um 
It's called, I hope I'm saying this right, uh, Tiki Taka, which is a soccer strategy that from the articles I was reading is becoming like a little, I, it's not quite like wildcat. Maybe I'd say like a little run and shoot, like something mm. that's kind of existed in soccer for the last two World Cups that seem to dominate uh, Spain uh, originated it. It's basically ball control. The philosophy is if you never have the ball, you can't fucking score. That's so right. Spain did it like uh, it's just like a bunch of passing. And then uh, after that, four years ago, Germany did it. Basically just ball control, ball control, ball control, ball control. I guess what's happening now is these teams that might not be the favorite are getting a little bit more hip to it and just saying, staying super disciplined on their defensive assignments and waiting because I guess what happens is as you do ball control, ball control, ball control, you wait to kind of see some place you can attack and ping it in. And as that's not happening, as these lesser teams are staying like very true to the defense, that offensive team that's doing ball control, the tiki taka, will move forward, move forward, move forward. And then eventually now they're making a mistake due to the underdogs just kind of like discipline. And then they're plowing through like kind of their back line of defenses, like once they make a mistake and do it. So now they're saying it's more, it used to be just kind of like, precision and passing and now it's just kind of like late like lazy passing getting into it so a uh, real quick stat um three teams average more than 65 percent of the possession of the ball in this world cup and two of those teams are not in the world cup anymore it was spain mm. germany argentina germany didn't advance argentina uh they're both over 65 uh south korea actually beat germany with controlling the ball only 25 percent of the time that's it seems insane to me right yeah i think 40 48 group stage uh games uh 14 instances of more than 65 percent like we're talking about only five of those teams won so i think what's happening is just like i i think you just get a philosophy and you lock into it and now these teams are gearing up for that these these teams that look like they have like a longer shot and this is me just trying to deduce what i can from like watching very little soccer uh, is that they're waiting for a time to pounce and like that's their strategy their strategy is like these guys are trying to control the fucking ball when they make that mistake when they make that lazy pass it is off to the fucking races and let's go score right i like it oh it's good good in-depth take there brandana i like it thanks buddy this has been oh, stressing me out all week so there's your fucking <laughs> soccer take <laughs> I do I do we were texting back and forth with each other and I do like it it's like I'm trying to pass my medical boards and cram right at the last moment here trying to get as much data as I can in uh, well the people kind of wanted it maybe they did didn't want it but you guys got it so that is the uh, that's the gambling corner and I think we'll be back next week and finish off our NFL futures we'll let you know what that is soon um, let's close this motherfucker out Mm. All right, buddy. Uh, what you got for the MVP of the week? Who are you looking at? I'm going to go on the the soft tip here with a little the Special Olympics. Their uh, opening ceremonies are tomorrow, or as we're recording this tomorrow. Sorry, I've got a weird echo in my ear. Too. All good. Um, so, yeah, it's I've been part of the Special Olympics, and I've been part of uh, the Miracle League in when I was in New York or North Carolina. And uh, it's just a, a great event. It's, it warms your heart, and it's what sports is all about, is, is people going out there competing against all odds, putting themselves out there and, and, and feeling a sense of accomplishment. So the, the athletes of the Special Olympics, you guys are my MVPs of the week. Awesome. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, I'm going to stay on the same tip. Uh, I tried to dig. I couldn't find the name. And, you know, on all this shit that's floating around YouTube, sometimes you 
find just like shit that just kind of like rocks your world. There's a video, just uh, Google like blind soccer fan, and I think you'll see it. But uh, it's they're watching a soccer game, and basically they uh, this guy that's a, like a friend of a blind soccer fan sets up this this board, like just kind of it's, it's a regular sized table, and he moves his hands around as the ball moves around to try to help his boy like watch the soccer game. And then like they uh, have like little signals like when the ball goes over here, like he like when it's a pass, and then like when it's a goal scored, like he sweeps his sweeps his boy hand through the and there's just like he captures a moment like uh when the goal is scored and he sweeps his hand through like the back of the thing and then like as the bars erupting behind him, like I mean the blind guy obviously can't see, but like he goes up in excitement. It's just uh I don't know. It it always sounds like love, love that MVP, it always sounds cheesy, but it's just like uh, there's just something special about like sports and I don't know, like fandom, like no matter what, it's universal language. Love it. Yeah, absolutely. That's 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 beautiful, and I love the commitment from one guy to another to to be committed to his friend, so he could experience um, the 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 event, the moment. You know, it's just it's great. I love it. Yeah, it's great fandom. MVP is usually one of us says something hilarious. Not this time. Sixty second <laughs> tale from the fret. Uh, all right, I'm going to talk our guest from a couple episodes ago when we had Joe Booth. Uh, he was out of town for whatever, and then uh, listener Tango Foxtrot, uh, basically the crowd was going to pull a little prank on Joe, and what we did is there's a tree on the front lawn that had kind of collapsed that was just kind of waiting on the side there to be taken away. And what we did is uh, Tango Foxtrot took a saw, like a uh, saw down the end of it so it could fit in our house. It was a palm tree, like a full-size fucking palm tree. Uh, cut it off to where it fit, and then we all took it up the stairs, drug it into Joe's room, and set him up a little rainforest cafe right right there in his room. It was just like – so he came, <laughs> came home. I love pranks like this too because like you just come home and it seems like everything's normal, and then you walk in your room and you're just like – why the fuck is there a gigantic palm tree like in the and it didn't even fit like it was just kind of like rocked over and it was it was perfect so uh those frat brothers always pranking pranking be pranking i love it i love the fact that at no moment could you ever feel safe living in the frat that anything could happen anything could come for you at any time you never knew what you're walking into like it was you never knew what you were leaving. If things were set, like there was, there was kind of like a set of rules. Was like unsaid set, because it was like, like you couldn't just go into someone's room when they're not there. Like I think that's right. just like par for the course. Any roommates you have, like you just can't walk in. But there was a little unspoken, sure. like if you make it funny and you don't fuck with any of my shit, like all right, go ahead. Right. <laughs> right. And yeah, you're not like rubbing your body parts on my pillow. Yeah, yeah, you're, exactly. You're doing something. Oh yeah, or you're not. Yeah, nothing. You're not gross. having like your like gross friend like crash on my bed or something, or you're not like you know right. like just digging through like my cabinets or whatever. Yeah, I think that was um, dynamite fucking episode. We brought you a little soccer. We brought you some game show. The two Pete. The two Pete is done. Uh, we'll get back two next Pete. week from the apology showdown. Uh, I am Brandana. Thanks for joining us for episode 18. You can email us at mabsportspodcast at gmail.com. Mad Bay are still in, in full effect. Bring someone we've never met before. Get them subscribed. We will buy that tab. Make us go broke. And also, the new contest is the first one to send us a new subscriber, a picture of a new subscriber. Get it on the podcast. Most awesome will call you in the morning to sing you that song to start your day, Glass Half Full. Where else can they find us, brother? They can find us on the Insta at Mab underscore sports. They can also find us on the Twitter sphere 
at Mab underscore sports. Boom. Uh, Brandon, Boom. we'll see you next week. Sign yourself off, most awesome. Look out, bros. This podcast is over. <laughs> <laughs> Great call back. All right, brother. I'll see you next week. See ya. Runway, style, fame.